another episode of the On the Road to Damascus podcast with myself, Lukaski, Anna von Rempel. And on this week's episode, we are joined by Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and she explains to us how we can find true freedom by identifying the lies that we live by. This week's episode is so powerful, so insightful, and it's going to bless you. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Luke, how's it going? Avon, how's it going? It feels like forever since we've podcasted. I mean, it's been two weeks, but it feels like forever mm. since we've been on a podcast. I know. I've forgotten. I've forgotten what to do. If I'm honest, I've I've got I've got baby brain. Right, because we took a two week break. Right, mm. because something super cool happened for your family. What was that? <laughs> We, we, we said we gave birth. My wife gave birth to our second child. Um, we just had a baby boy called Oliver George. Um, so we're sincerely blessed to welcome our second little boy into the world and extremely tired at the same time. So, you know, it's blessings both ends. Yeah, it is. And, you know, because, you know, if people haven't noticed yet, you know, if you're I've been a long term listener, right, Luke is from the UK, we got that accent, Yvonne's from Canada, we've been praying for a move for our family. And one of the things I told Luke was I cannot wait to snuggle that little baby, because he is so adorable. I get pictures all the time. Well, that's going to be exciting. So um I cannot wait for that. So we're back into our podcasting, Go Us on the Road to Damascus. And we have a really great guest with us today to kick everything off. We have Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and we're going to refer to her as Jess because we're friends and we can do that. Jess, welcome to the show on the Road to Damascus. How's it going? Excellent. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are so happy to have you. You bring such a wealth of knowledge uh, today, and I'm really excited to dive into that. You have been a mental health practitioner and counselor for 21 years, um, and now you advise people on kingdom mindsets. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about that, you know, Luke and I on the road to Damascus, Damascus experience, kingdom mindset has been something that is one of our foundation stones in the things that we do um, for our organization. Um, and you help people find that through mental, emotional, and spiritual freedom. And I'm really excited to touch on that, especially in a time for the last couple of years, the world has been chaotic mm-hmm. and we have so many people who have been struggling, who didn't know that they struggled, who are now struggling. Um, This is a topic that is being talked across the world. And I'm really happy that we're going to come at it from a cultural, biblical perspective. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk about freedom, not how to manage it. We want to talk about freedom in it. So yes, you can see like (laughs) I'm very passionate about this also. So I'm so excited about this. Okay, let's dive in. When did you get this burning passion that this was it? This is what I wanted to do. Uh, You have a story that you want to share. Can you share that with us? 
Sure, I'd love to. So my original desire to uh, be a mental health practitioner probably started even as a teenager. I was just naturally the person my friends came to for advice, uh, even some adults at times, and they would just say, you just have an old soul and you seem to have a lot of wisdom. So it was more than just listening to people and validating their feelings. I really felt like I wanted to help people find truth, help people find healing. Um, and then through the first probably half of my professional career, I was in a clinical context. So really getting to interact with doctors, nurses, other psychiatrists, psychologists, but with that faith-based um, perspective, God just lit something on fire inside of me to not be content with kind of what the world the world's expectation of counseling was. I just wanted people, like you said, to actually have freedom, not cope, not survive, but thrive and have that abundant life that Jesus came to give us. Mm, I love that. And it radiates yeah. through you. I can see the excitement in oh. you, like freedom. Um, yeah. you, you mentioned yeah. briefly there in terms of it all began, you saw it in your younger self, okay? And people used to say, oh, you're, you're an old soul. Um, why was that? What was just like in a younger years then? Were you, were you a Christian? Did you feel God's freedom in a way? Like how, what was it like for you? When did you first taste and experience God's freedom? Mm -hmm. So I did grow up in a Christian home, but it was when I went to a teen retreat, uh, tech together, encountering Christ when I was 15 years old, that, uh, really made that relationship with Jesus, my own. And, uh, it was really there that it was a three day weekend event, uh, that I started to experience freedom in my natural personality and tendency. I'm a firstborn. I'm an overachiever. I'm very performance driven. So, um, you know, back in high school, straight A student, kind of stressed out all the time. So that was um, just really freeing for me to come to this place and start to understand my identity of how much I was loved for just being rather than doing. So it, it started this pretty much lifelong journey of uh, freedom from striving and learning how to just live in that surrender place. Wow. You know, I love that you bring that up. And it's really interesting because uh, probably about 30 minutes before I got on here, I was talking to my firstborn and we were talking about how being the firstborn is you are the striver and you're the one who sets the path for the others. And, and, you know, we were having this conversation where he's like, I always have to, you know, be the one who does this. And I'm like, cause you're the oldest somebody has to set the way right but there really is this um there's something in about being the oldest about needing to blaze the path for the youngest and if we don't allow them to to expand on that and figure that kind of out for themselves it can be stuck in that cycle of needing needing to strive for the rest of their lives so i love that you had that opportunity to really figure that out um, freedom is so important. Freedom has so many different things. It allows us to be our most authentic selves. Um, it lets us really hear God and find ourselves in Christ. How has that, did that shape you? 
when you were younger, 15, how did that mold you being that teenager? Because I have teenagers and if you are not like your friends, yeah, uh, you can be very friendless and not have, and it's, it's a very hard road to walk when you have this burning desire for freedom and you know some truth. It's so lonely. Uh, what was that like for you? Uh, you know, coming back from that summer and being like, yeah, I got freedom. How was that received? Well, to be honest with you, you pretty much hit it right on the head. So I'm sure that's probably one of your giftings. Um, you're prophesying right into it. <laughs> uh, I uh, went through the next couple years pretty isolated. And so it just so happened that that following uh, summer, I was going to Germany on a study abroad program. And so uh, that, of course, was filled with its own wonderful adventures. But then coming back from that, I just felt like I couldn't fit in with my peers anymore and decided to do a full-on PSEO program. And I was just so excited to get into whatever God had for me to go help people. I was just no longer content with that high school experience. I was like, all right, I'm good. Let's go ministry. How do we do this? How do I help people? Uh, yeah, just immediately wanted to share what I had learned and, and help people experience the same thing. Mm, love it. You, it's interesting because I was I was thinking about, you know, everyone goes on that journey, right? You know, whether you finish high school, you you start your life, you're trying to seek what it is that God has for you, or like even some of our listeners aren't necessarily like Christians. Like a lot of our listeners are people that are just seeking purpose in the life. Mm. Throughout your career of helping people on their journey through life what themes have you discovered? Like, are there certain things where humans struggle? Like there's like little challenges. What are the main challenges that have arised, do you think, for people on that journey? Well, I think you just said it. One of the most important things that people seek and that will bring them healing and freedom is purpose. And to understand that from a spiritual level, uh, again, not to hook it to uh, material wealth or successful achievements or your physical appearance, whatever that might be, uh, to truly find that thing that feeds your soul and, and helps you feel like you are destined for greatness and you know that, and now you're starting down that path. You really have some confirmation that um, you're going to get to use all of the skills and abilities that God gave you. And it's very satisfying to the soul. And if you don't find that, I just see it in people. And like you said, uh, believer or not, it's a holy discontent rolling around inside of you. And it makes people miserable. It comes out as depression or anxiety. It's literally the number one reason people are suicidal is because they feel like they don't have a purpose. Hey guys, it's Luke. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode and it's inspiring you. But I just wanted to tell you something about something really exciting. We are launching something called Epoch Coaching and Consulting. Have you ever wondered what season God has you in? Have you ever felt like you've been going around in circles or the promise that God has given you hasn't come to pass? Well, a lot of the time it's because we don't fully understand what season we are in 
And more importantly, we don't understand how to best navigate through our season. So if you're interested in finding out more about Epoch Coaching, then head over to www.damascusexperience.com and reach out to us and we love to share with you our vision. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Holy discontent. That's, that's a really powerful, you know, when you were sharing with that, there's something that really stood out to me and it's, you found God, you found freedom, then you found purpose. And I love the order because see, I think we do it in the world where we have it backwards, where we search for purpose to get freedom. And it's actually the other way it's freedom, then purpose. Yes. And, and so we have this, these moments, you know, and people listen all the time and they're like, oh, you know, like, how did you know that's what you wanted to do? Okay. Like, look, it took me like 38 years to find freedom, to realize that my passion had to line up with God's passion too. Mm -hmm. And that only came with freedom. Um, And, and I love that. And I love that so much. And I love hearing that you're teaching people this. So how do you teach people, this kingdom mindset. So you, you found freedom and you found this passion and you found this purpose. How are you teaching people this? Because I tell you, there's this market right now mm-hmm. and it's saturated and you're spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to just taste that little bit of, of freedom and it's not enough because it's it's not giving you everything you need. And, and then all of a sudden I hear somebody like you come along and it's like, where did this come from? What is happening here? Like, this is giving me something that I've been missing. Like my spirit is understanding that. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you teaching people this? Because this isn't, this is gold right here. Oh, thank you. Um, well, to be honest with you, it usually starts with the ways that they're unhappy, right? That's why we seek counseling in the first place. There's something in my life, whether it's a relationship or something about myself that I don't like. So I'm going to go to a counselor and see if they can help me figure that out. And so as I listen to my clients over the years, talk about very similar issues. Like we said, it might be about purpose. It might be trying to fill the hole in your soul, which we know can only be filled by Jesus. Whatever those issues are, I will ask them to explain them the best they can, and then start to reflect, what has the world taught you? What have your parents taught you? Uh, What do you observe kind of in society today? And is there freedom in that? Is there healing in that? Uh, What are the things that you've tried? And they're probably not working or you wouldn't be here, right? And so then we would take each of those examples and reflect that then into kingdom thinking. And believe it or not, it's so fun. I've worked with all demographics throughout my career. Like I said earlier, uh, in my first 10 years, it was very clinical practice. And so a lot of non-believers came to see me. And when you start to talk about kingdom principles, it just is freeing, no matter if you have that relationship with Jesus or not. And then through that teaching, uh, they start to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then they meet Jesus in the midst of it. So it's so fun. As you can tell, I just get all excited. I haven't done counseling in over two years, and I still um, am just so grateful for that experience. Mm, I love it. 
So you mentioned something there, which was, you know, taking people's experience or, you know, I always say that, you know, if, if we don't start discipling nations, they're being discipled anyway, through the world, you know, through experiences, through parenting, all these things. What would you say if you were to take both sides of it? And my, one of my favorite verses is Romans 12 2. Do not, comp- do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's my favorite thing because it's this sense of what God says, don't conform to this world, but transform into the kingdom, like the kingdom way of thinking, the kingdom way of believing. What is that, Jess? What's, what's the kingdom? Like, what is the kingdom compared to the world that the majority of us grow up in, believing that we're meant to find freedom in this world? You know, if I could say it in one theme, because, of course, there's lots of different kingdom principles, but I would say the most important one is the difference between self and serving others. So the world we live in teaches self. And when you go to counseling or for myself, as I went to graduate school, that's what you focus on. So it's self-affirmation, self-talk, self-care, self-awareness. It's very much the focus on self. And then somehow by focusing on yourself, you're going to find your healing. But I did not find that to be the case. In fact, the more we focus on self, the more miserable we become, especially in our mind. So when we teach on the kingdom, it's always about others. How do you serve others? How do you love others more than yourself? And Jesus set that example for us perfectly. And that's where true health and vitality lies. And how hard is it to find that truth when we are trained by the world? And now add social media into that mix where we constantly take pictures of ourselves. They're called selfies. And, uh, you know, everything we talk about is our own opinion and how we think and how we feel and trying to promote that. Yeah, it's left us in a very dire place mentally and emotionally. Mm. Wow. I know it's like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, it's crazy because you can fall into that really fast. You can fall into that really fast. Even somebody, you know, you spend your time with God and in the Bible and you do that. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I need that self-care my time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the thing is, is that if you are not surrounded with a community of people who are reminding you that the community is to serve the community and not yourself, the world will affirm it's okay to do that. Yes. It's okay to take that time, you know, after that and take those three weeks off and just lay around and do, do nothing. And it's okay for that. And while some of their need, there's some truth in that, but there is a lot of truth when you serve other people, the reward I really feel is double what you get back because it's a healing process for you at the same time. So that's really eye-opening. Um, now I'm looking at the world a little bit different, so I'll have to get back to you on some of that stuff. <laughs> it's, that's really good. Um, so you have a book 
that I didn't mention at the beginning, and I wanted to bring it up. It's called It's Time for a Revolution. Uh, and I love the name of that. It came out on March 18th. And basically, your, your book is all about the strongholds and the oppressions of the world um, and how that impacts us. You know, and it really ties into what Luke says, you know, in Romans 12, right? We do not conform to that, which are the oppressions and strongholds of the world. But how do we transform into the kingdom and into that mindset and switching that and what that does for you? Have you ever encountered a moment where people just had this radical change like, I want to hear a story about this radical change in people and how that really affected them, because I bet you it changed everything about them, but then changed their whole world, too. Yep. Well, which one do I pick? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take one that I did. Uh, I did a speaking event, so it wasn't an individual uh, from counseling. I do other teaching events and seminars, women's events, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was teaching on the power of our words because that's one thing, again, that the world doesn't necessarily understand that our tongue is a spiritual weapon and we create with it. And so I was teaching particularly on one of these revelations that God gave me during uh, my career in the clinical setting and in, in working with hospitals. And how often once one of my clients, a lot of times we were working directly with the doctor, correct? Like the doctor would give them a medication for depression or anxiety, or they would go in for a checkup and they say, I really think counseling would benefit you as well, which is excellent. Great. And um, as I saw these clients come from their doctors with these new diagnoses, how quickly they actually seem to decline and it, how difficult it made my job to get them to believe that they could have a renewed mind. Because now they agreed with this diagnosis that says, no, I'm a depressed person. I'm an anxious person. I have OCD. And now this is kind of, you know, my banner. So um, I was teaching this concept about the danger for doctors and nurses and us as parents and professionals to speak these labels over people because they come into agreement with them and it makes it so much harder to retrain their mind and help them find freedom. So in the audience, unbeknownst to me, is a doctor. So usually I'm pretty bold and that stuff doesn't bother me. I've worked with doctors for years, but she kind of came up to me afterwards and said, I got to talk to you. I thought, oh, great. She goes, that thing you said about diagnoses, she goes, it changed me. I'm going to be forever changed. And she said that she would have just a totally different perspective about how she spoke that diagnosis over people or described, you know, what people were going through. And yeah, she, I could see it on her. She had freedom. She had a passion to go and, and teach this to her patients now, and probably other doctors. I hope I never uh, stayed in contact with her, but yeah, it's so fun when you can see in a moment her mindset was shifted and she had godly revelation directly between her and God. He spoke to her. Wow. Wow. I love that. And it and it it resonates massively with myself, actually. So a part of my testimony is like over three years ago, I really suffered with depression, right? 
and and that's actually when I became a Christian. So what's what's really interesting about what you just said is I remember being interviewed um, by another counselor actually talking about this very point. And I said, the moment that I got my diagnosis and then he said, you're depressed and he offered me all the things. In that moment, I accepted the void. Like I accepted the, oh, that bit of me that I don't know what's going on you've labeled it so now it's okay and now it's a part of me and i carried it for ages until you know further down the line and one of my massive passions is the next generation i work closely with with schools and the education sector and right now definitely with covid the the real pandemic is post covid definitely yes. with the mental health of our next generation who are massively struggling at the moment like how do we as parents as educators as church leaders just people in society thinking about this next generation because for me these guys are the new leaders the new doctors the new teachers if we can teach these kingdom principles then i sure hope that the world's going to look more like the kingdom because of the way that these were raised. How, how do we do that? How do we deal with this generation that is so quick to label, so quick to identify on such a big spectrum? Well, you're really hitting on a, a major theme in this new book. It's time for revolution. Yeah. That word revolution means to throw out your old way of thinking in an old system. Like we always relate it to political or to war, right? That we're going to overthrow a government. Um, but the more in-depth uh, definition of that word is about systems, belief systems, and our attitudes and our behaviors. And uh, something that radically changed, this is part of my professional testimony, radically changed the direction of how I counseled and then the uh, acceleration of how I saw people find freedom and permanent healing was to no longer try to co-mingle kingdom values, kingdom principles, and the world. And I was doing that because I wanted to help people so desperately that I thought, you know, if I can take these things that I know are slightly true and then, you know, put a little Jesus on it, teach them about the kingdom, you know, maybe they'll have a breakthrough. And it was probably seven or eight years ago that I kind of got reprimanded by the Lord. And he said, he brought to uh, mind James 1, 6, and he, you cannot be double-minded. A double-minded man cannot be blessed. And so your question about this next generation is we have the opportunity because they're not totally bought into the world. In fact, they've seen a lot of things they question in the last couple of years that are very deceptive and they're open to new ways and truth because they're kind of sick of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just have this opportunity to teach them a whole new way of thinking this righteous lifestyle that really does produce hope and healing and freedom. So yeah, I could go on forever. <laughs> no, now, I... Practical tools for that. That's, I mean, you have to kind of go in depth and I hope to have all kinds of training curriculum actually for schools in particular is what I hope to uh, really speak to in the next couple of years. 
Yeah, I what you've just said so much there. You just, there's so much Sorry. to just that. What no, like <laughs> what I can see Yvonne's face as well. Yvonne's like, yes, this one's on fire. Like this is amazing. This is great. She gets it. Like, and it was the sense that I'm going to start preaching now. It was the sense of um, trying to sprinkle kingdom in the world, like. Like, that's just what we see from, like, the church at the moment, really, isn't it? This sense of, oh, hey, world, like, have a, add a little bit of Jesus. Like, just dress it up rather yeah. than this full, no, this way, that yeah. way. Polar opposites. Yeah. Make a choice. And I, I agree with you. This This next generation are looking for a new way because they hate the one that they see. Yeah. So I'm so, I just want to take a moment to say, thank you for saying that, because I'm like, this is amazing that you see it and you're bringing this into the world. One thing I will mention though, I've all mentioned at the beginning. So now you've come away from your professional kind of one-to-one -one stuff and now you're advising people. Have you now took the kingdom into the world and do you now kind of, work within that marketplace in terms of like, hey, I've got something different, totally different to what's tried. And what's been the fruit of that? Well, this transition is pretty recent. So you're just getting me at the beginning of that. But um, so far, I've been able to speak primarily into other ministries, which is super fun. That's something that has been uh, prophetically spoken over me is that I will help to heal those that are in leadership positions, particularly in churches, ministries, even government. And um, as they heal, then, of course, they can go on to have more success in their ministry and help others heal. And that is what I believe this second season of my life is all about is bringing that healing to the masses through other healing practitioners, influencers, uh, leaders globally, because then that trickles down. And that's, yeah, I wish I had someone who told me some of this stuff earlier on in my, you know, profession. So really hoping to have that opportunity to speak to other healing, anyone in the healing uh, practitioner area to uh, give them very practical skills and, and resources to teach kingdom and help people find freedom. Wow. You know, we, uh, yeah, there's just a lot to Luke's like, oh, I see Yvonne's face. Yeah. Cause I was thinking of that song, you know, I got a river of life that runs through, you know, that, that one, a river of life that runs through me. And I was thinking, it's not a sprinkle of life. It's a river of life. You know, like we're not sprinkling, like it's a whole river. It could take you out if, uh, if you let it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh -huh. You know, one of the things that I, and so we have, I have three teenagers and, uh, you know, I've often mentioned my, my kids on the podcast. I have one who I call my adult in training cause he's an adult with training wheels. Um, 
And then I have my my two younger ones, but you know, they're all uh, you know, in their teens. And we talk a lot about mental health in our home. Uh, we think that I think that it's very important. I think as a, a parent, um, it needs to be talked about. We need to, you know, share about it and have that space or provide them space. But one of the things, especially somebody who teaches on prophetic and words are life, I live by that so firmly. I'm very cautious in the things that I say and what comes out of my mouth. Um, one of the things that I often tell my kids is that if there's something that's happening, that's not who you are. That's just the season you're in right now. Yes. You know, and so if anybody who's listening to this right now and they're like, you know, but I suffer with depression or I'm suffering from anxiety or I'm suffering bipolar, that's not who you are. You are not depression. You are not bipolar. You are not anxiety. This is the season you are in. And it's no different with somebody who has diabetes, who has to take blood pressure. It's not who you are. You are not defined by those. You are defined by the father. Um, And so I I really want to encourage people as you're listening to this and you're like, I want to find the freedom. I want you to go find God because you're not going to find freedom if you don't find God. And that, I tell you, is almost, it's one of the best journeys you can ever go on because you're going to find the freedom there. So uh, I'm loving this entire conversation. I, we could talk about this for hours, couldn't we, Luke? Luke yeah. This is, like, this is like probably one of our favorite topics that we often talk about a lot. <laughs> uh, man, so we have freedom. We have purpose. We are, we are bringing kingdom culture into the world. If you could tell somebody right now, especially the world right now, that it's chaos, you know, it's feeling like chaos. They're feeling like they're being thrown around in the wind. Can you tell them maybe a tip or two, something that really could center them in the focus of the father so that they can breathe in a little bit of relief in this time of moment in history? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of my most commonly used practical skills. I'm a very practical person because I um, was trained by the world. I was, I went to a secular school for my graduate degree and uh, they taught a lot of theory and not a lot of healing. Like they're really good at identifying what the problem is, but not necessarily teaching practitioners or Uh, the client themselves, how to actually find permanent healing, not temporary, again, not coping, but true true freedom and healing. So uh, one of these practical skills that I would teach is just something called the truth versus the lie. So super simple. You take a sheet of paper, eight by 11, fold it in half lengthwise. On one side, you write the lie. On the other side, you write the truth and just bullet point some of your stressful feelings, your thoughts, uh, how people have offended you perhaps throughout the day or the week. Super simple. I always tell people don't overcomplicate it because then you won't do it right. If you have to make a whole journal entry or, or something. And then for Each bullet point that you have on the left, that is the lie you believe, because this is not something that we want to argue. Is it really a lie? If it's causing you to be miserable, if it's distracting you from godly purpose, if it's uh, preventing you from being your best version of yourself, it's a lie. (laughs) 
So um, once you identify what one of those lies are, then I tell them, I want you to find a Bible verse that speaks directly into that. And that's something that uh, I have not seen many people do well as far as healing practitioners. A lot of times they'll just say, well, what do you think the positive would be? How do you think you should act or feel, right? And then we allow people to have their opinion, which is just really not that helpful. (laughs) Sorry. We are wounded people through a, a tainted lens. So that was something that was really important as I gave advice to my clients is that it has to be scripture. And then people, a lot of people either were not believers or did not know scripture very well. So they would say, how do I do that? And I, I kind of made this joke after a while. And I said, well, if the world can use the internet for evil, we can use it for good. So Google it, (laughs) just look it up. If your issue is like, I can't trust people. Okay. Bible verse about trust. And then just read through some of those verses and the spirit, I promise you will highlight one of those that really speak to you. And now that becomes your truth. And you do that for each of your little bullet points. And then, um, because we need things that are tangible and in front of us in order to hardwire new neural pathways in our brain. So I tell people, take that piece of paper full back the evil because we're, we're putting that away. Just like Luke said, we're going a completely different direction. You can rip it off. You can, you know, just uh, fold it behind. And now that, that other side, the truth column, that becomes your daily decor- declarations for the day. Now you speak those out loud so that you hear it you believe it, it plants a seed and that starts to become your truth. Wow. I love that. We, uh, when I was younger, I used to be a a waitress and, uh, we had the saying, it's called fake it till you make it. And, uh, you say that, right? Because if you're having a bad day, you don't get tips if you're grumpy, but you do when you get, uh, when you smile. And the reason I bring that up is because I actually do something very similar as you're explaining, Uh, that I used to do with my kids when they were younger, if they're having a bad thought, I'd say, what is the truth? And then we'd go, is that a truth or a lie? So if they said something, uh, for example, my daughter played soccer and she'd be like, well, you know, I'm terrible. And I'd say, is that a truth or a lie? Well, that's a lie. Okay. And what do we say? And we say, lie, you have no place here. Okay. And then we replace it with the truth. What is the truth? I am a child of God. That's right. So we replace it with the truth. And then it didn't feel right right away because we have to fake it till we actually believe it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and as a child, they didn't understand what that meant until at this age now where we do talk about things like neural pathways, Mm -hmm. because there there really is something about changing it. And you're not going to believe it because your brain isn't wired to fully understand it yet. But you fake it till you make it until that's the only direction your brain is going now. And you are happier for it. So Yes, I love I love that. Um, I've read a lot of <laughs> it's I love read a lot about neuropathways and that I myself has had my own struggle with bipolar. Um, and so yes, this is something that you know really deeply love. And I think it's important that we have these honest conversations mm-hmm. and we make sure that it's centered around the truth. We right. center them around the focus of God. It's important. If you 
if people wanted to continue following you, mm-hmm. do you have social media? Do you have a website where people can be like, you know what? I'm really liking this conversation. Where can they get a hold of you? Where can they, you know, like go find more things uh, to read about? So again, this uh, next transition or or the official Kingdom Mindset Ministry is fairly new. Uh, And so pretty much everything is either new or under construction, (laughs) but my website is kingdommindset.global. And I do have uh, a link on there to um, my teachable website. And so I do have seven online classes that have little mini videos and, and reflection questions on some of those more basic issues that people seem to struggle with, like who is God and why is it a mystery and what does it mean to have the mind of Christ, things like that, um, so they could access that. I do have a fairly new podcast on Spotify and uh, Apple, and it's just called Kingdom Mindset. And uh, you'll probably have to add Jessica Rothmeyer in there because I did see there was a couple other Kingdom Mindset podcasts, but um, yeah. And then, of course, I have uh, my new book, It's Time for a Revolution. And then I also wrote a book uh, back in 2015 called The Divine Marriage, which um, we've been using in our counseling practice for uh, since then and had some really great uh case studies and and amazing reconciliations that have um, been produced out of that. So that's super fun. And then I have another book coming out probably in about four weeks and it's called modern day, holy woman. So really it's uh, sorry guys, (laughs) just for women at this point, we'll have to do modern day, holy man sooner. (laughs) Um, But yeah, again, just continuing this idea of how do we reject what the world says, who we're supposed to be as a modern woman, and what does that look like to live out biblical principles in 2021? So, Love it. Well, everyone who's listening, I hope you go and find Jess's stuff. She is oozing wisdom, oozing truth. Um everything that you've said has got like I think we could do a podcast of on for each just point that she's made you know what I mean like there's so much I know um it's you're right it's so much wisdom right now yeah so much um but Jess I'm gonna ask you to do so I don't normally ask people to do this so this is this is this is is big um (laughs) would you be able to pray for our listeners, because I really feel there is a lot of listeners that are going to listen to this that are in bondage that either don't know God or or feel stuck or because of COVID just just lost the way or they're looking for a new way. Could you just pray for our listeners, please? Mm -hmm. I would love to. Thank you. Heavenly Father. We just pray right now that everyone listening under the sound of our voice, under the sound of this podcast, or however they may come upon this information, Lord, that you are reaching down into their minds, into the depths of their hearts and their emotions to reveal yourself to them, that you are the one true healer, 
the great physician, and that you have a life that is more abundant, more amazing than they could ever imagine. I pray, Lord, that you release a revelation of hope, of truth, and a thirst for righteousness, that the younger generation all the way up to the older generations desire to completely throw out their old way of thinking, their old habits, and turn towards you. That it's time, Lord. We are living in a new era where people are desiring a better life, a more fulfilling life. And you put that desire in them. You have released something here on the earth in this time for such a time as this, that you are reestablishing the kingdom here on the earth and people are hungry for it, whether they know you or not, whether they've fallen away or they've been deceived about who you really are. Lord, I believe you are revealing yourself to them right now now and their minds and their hearts will be forever changed and we pray this in jesus name amen oh man thank you so much jess for coming on and just bringing so much truth and wisdom i have taken loads of nuggets away yeah i'm selfish with these podcasts i've said this to yvonne before i'm like (laughs) Ages ago, it was just kind of me and Yvonne. I was like, let's just start doing guests because we just get to learn loads from all these amazing people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you've given me so many nuggets. So thank you so much for your time today. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I want to encourage people, you know, uh, go check it out, go listen, go get her book. If you're somebody who's struggling, listen to this podcast again and again and again. There's so much wisdom in it. It's one of these podcasts that you're going to listen to and you're going to get fresh revelation and then you're going to listen to it again and you're going to get some more revelation. Um, Not because, you know, we were saying that what we're doing is the best, but what we're saying is that there's God in so much of what is happening in the world now now that we can only see one perspective until we see another way and then you get to see even further so we're always learning we're always seeking that goes for all three of us who are sitting on this podcast now um again thank you so much for having um for ha- I was going to say for having us. Thank yes, you so much for coming on like- our show. <laughs> Luke, thank you for having me. That's what you always say. I, I was going to beat you to that. Uh, yeah. um, if you guys haven't already, go like our uh, On the Road to Damascus on Instagram, Damascus Experience page. Check out some of the things that Damascus Experience is going to be doing this summer. Uh, we have some amazing things that we're ready to launch. We too are in the business of a kingdom culture and a kingdom mindset. Um, so we're so excited to partner with other people who have that fresh revelation on them too um and yeah we will see you again next week thank you everyone bye bye